hear about all of the treatments for chronic and major health problems, but often don't know what works and what may not. There are advantages in conventional medicine, as well as inroads that are being made in alternative medicine, natural healing, and biological dentistry. Welcome to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. We'll sort everything out and bring it to you in easy-to-understand terms. Now, here is Dr. Robbins. Hello, everyone, and welcome back again to Functional Medicine with Dr. Howard Robbins, me. Um, uh, this show is dedicated to helping people prevent health, health problems as much as treating them in a natural way, a safe way. Uh, one of the problems that we're faced with, um, unfortunately, in medicine today is that medicine is becoming increasingly dangerous to use. If you listen to any of the commercials on television uh, on any given uh, uh, day, there's huge numbers of them for um, all sorts of new pharmaceuticals that are coming out to treat often very uh, serious but common problems. And um, when you listen to all the adverse effects while you're watching, oh, they're all having fun and they're playing with their grandkids and running around and being athletic. When you listen to all the adverse effects of all these pharmaceuticals and then they add on um, and ask your doctor if this is right for you, when one of the major ones they keep, I hear again and again, is that it, you, it can cause death, you have to wonder why anybody would permit a doctor to give him a prescription for these things. And that's why this show is important because what we try to offer are natural answers, choices in how you can be treated so that you don't have to suffer the risks of doing traditional care, uh, which unfortunately can be very, very serious. And I'm not against traditional medicine, not at all. Uh, tra traditional medicine serves a, a major function, particularly because it's fast. And um, fact of the matter is, natural medicine, what we call functional medicine today, is generally what I've nicknamed SNS, safe but slow. And when you have a, a disease or a condition that may rapidly take your life, um, uh, it's, it's very, very serious. Um, rapidly take your life it's very serious so what are you going to do so um the answer to that is find a way to naturally treat yourself and also find a way to prevent and um uh, this show is going to be uh, the beginning of a series on foot and leg care um about 85 percent of the population uh, is going to be faced with a foot and leg care problem at some time in their life. And this may be the only, the only answer to that problem. Okay. Um, it may be the only answer to the problem. Um, one of the uh, things I like to do at the very beginning of each show is offer a thank you to my one of my sponsors, Promo Life. And as you're going to learn, a lot of the Promo Life products, the ozone products, are extremely beneficial to the entire body, not just the foot and leg, but to your entire body. And what you do is you go to promolife.com, P-R-O-M-O-L-I-F-E.com. And if you call them, 
at 888-742-3404. That, excuse me, 886-742-3404. That's 886-742-3404. They will offer you a very special thing for saying, I listened to and heard about it on the Gary Noah, <laughs> the Howard uh, Robbins show, the, the functional medicine with Howard, uh, Dr. Robbins. I slipped with Gary Knoll there before. Gary Knoll has been a friend of mine, uh, got me started on radio and into natural medicine. I wouldn't be here now if it weren't for him. He has his enemies and he has the people who love him. I'm on the latter side because of all the good that he's done in the helping people of this country and actually the world become aware that natural medicine is a very important thing. Um, I also want to thank, since I'm in the thank you mode, uh, my other sponsor, um, uh, doctorsbiome.com, which is a, an extremely important probiotic drink, the first of its kind, where capsule powder and tablet probiotics are destroyed over 90% in the stomach. This will survive the stomach over 90% been created to do that and stick to the wall of the colon and all these 15 patented strains of bacteria are living and growing in a 100% organic mint kale lettuce cucumber celery apple lemon juice so it's absolutely delicious and for fungal infections you'll learn how important this is to get yeast and balance in your gut so we're going to be talking all about that today as well um as I, oh, I do try to rush through this to get into the show because there is never enough time. Uh, we're calling this show um, uh, How to Keep Your Feet and Legs Healthy for a Lifetime, Part 1. Um, that's actually the title of one of the books I've written, How to Keep Your Feet and Legs Healthy um, for a Lifetime. And I wrote that book with Gary Null. Um, What's interesting was when the book was first written and published here in the U.S. about 30 years ago, and it's still a timely book. We wrote the book to have information uh, that wouldn't um, be outdated after a while. Unfortunately, there's more information to put in. We probably should write a second edition and add on all the new things that have come about. But the way the book was written is everything in there is as useful today as it was back then. And um, uh, what, what happened was um, in the book, even though I did most of it and he just edited it and made it sound a little better than I can write, um, his name is gigantic up on top. Well, it was bought by a Ger two German publishers uh, over time. The first one put my name and his name of equal size because in Germany they didn't know who he was and a doctor is more important. The second publisher absolutely didn't know who Gary Null was. <laughs> they made my name gigantic over his. Uh, but I wouldn't have done the book without him. Um, he was all, uh, the major reason and the encouragement that I really needed uh, to start uh, writing and doing radio and television. And I'm here today for you because of um, all the uh, experience that I got working with uh, uh, Dr. Gary Null. So what I want you to be aware of is that we have a, um, you might want to call it even a, a, a true consumer revelation that's been around for a long time now, transforming the health uh, care of, uh, today of millions of people. 
people are no longer satisfied uh, to be passive consumers, if you wish, uh, of medical care. Um, they don't. Tr people don't trust the medical profession as they used to, uh, because of all the harm that the medical profession has has caused people in general. And if it hasn't happened to you, you may have heard about it from somebody. People want to understand how their bodies work. And, um, and more and more people, and why the listeners of this show fall into that category, want to take the responsibility for their own health. Um, and that's where you need support. That's where you need support. If you're going to be a conscious um, um, a consumer in prevention and health, um, you, have to, you have to be proactive and you have to get the information you need from the people, the doctors and healthcare professionals uh, that I have, for example, on this show and, and, and listen carefully. Don't change the words that are being said into words that you want to hear. People do that all the time. Um, uh, you tell them there's a range of treatments that it may take to fix a problem, and they come back with the number that they wanted to hear, not the number that you actually said. So um, uh, listen carefully to everybody that's on the show. Make notes if you have to. Uh, I find that can be very helpful. Uh, the shows are archived here. That's one of the best things about Voice America. So you can listen to it again and again. And if the show is on an important healthcare subject to you, don't just listen to it once. You'll pick up things if you listen a second or a third time. Okay? And remember, please tell your friends about it. It's very important that we see, you know, we're heard in now anywhere from four, any given show, 14 to 20 countries all around the world. We have thousands of listeners um, telling their friends to go to the archives and listen to the shows. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And, and that's one of the reasons we keep our sponsors and we're staying here for you. So let's start out with, you have to know what what a normal foot looks like. So what you need to do for yourself is begin looking at your feet. Uh, you put on socks every day, take a minute or two to examine your feet and see if there's something different, if something is changing. Um, examine your nails, uh, the shape of your toes, absolutely try and look under your feet. Some people who are extremely heavy, even if I dare say obese, cannot see the bottoms of their feet. So they don't know if there's areas of redness or, or uh, areas that may actually be breaking down, particularly with diabetics, um, into, into wounds or as we call them, ulcers. Um, so you want to be looking at your feet on a daily basis to see what is normal and what isn't. If you have children at home, particularly babies, you're, you're changing the baby's diaper, look at their feet. Um, see if things are changing and if something doesn't look right to you. You know, the, once you start seeing what normal looks like for you, hopefully you'll recognize when a change is taking place. Unfortunately for some of you, you've already had change take place, so you don't know what normal is. Um, but things can get worse. So if you start to see something that you thought was normal and it's changing in a way that doesn't, you know, why did this toe move over a little more? Uh, why is that nail thickening or getting lines in it? 
uh, gee, I noticed the skin on my feet is getting a little drier on the edges and the sides. Um, start looking for changes, and this way you'll be able to uh, jump on these problems promptly um, uh, to, to fix them. Um, the foot is evolving. It's not a it's not a perfect structure. It's been changing over over literally thousands of years into what we have now. Remember when we when people, if you want to call them people, first began walking, um, they were walking on 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 grass and soft earth on on leaves that might have fallen from trees. Um, they're not walking on the compacted hard ground that we have today. Um, and were and 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 uh, in addition, of course, the um, cement and concrete that we walk on. Even indoors, um, people used to walk on dirt floors. Then they walked on wooden floors. Once wood, you know, those uh, wooden planks and whatnot has started to get laid um, uh, for surfaces in homes. Today, we walk on stone floors very often. A stone that's been made to look like wood, so it holds up better. Um, uh, carpeting in the house is also very soft, but more and more people are getting away from carpeting because of all the harmful toxins and everything that it can hold. So we're walking on hard surfaces, and our feet and legs have had to adapt to these hard surfaces over the course of centuries. And that's why, if you go back to the 1950s, an average shoe size for a woman was a size 5 or 6, and by the 60s, maybe a size 6. Today, an average shoe size for a woman is an 8. So women, and that's just for women, men have the same thing. Feet are getting longer and, and wider, and uh, the need for the shoe industry to change and adapt for this has been coming on, unfortunately, very slow because people don't want to see their feet in bozo to clown shoes. And yet that's the shoe size they need. Um, um, I once had a patient uh, who was only about six feet tall, about my height, but he needed a size 16 shoe. That is absolutely gigantic. Uh, many of the tallest basketball players um, uh, wear that size, and and very and not that many either. Many of them are only in a size 14 even. Uh, most of you have only heard of shoe sizes going up to 12. Well, they go much higher. We actually had to have a custom sneaker made for him um, because the sneakers that he was buying were absolutely gigantic and he was so embarrassed about walking around with feet like his um, and when we got the new sneakers in each shoe came in one box that's how big they were and he began to cry he was so embarrassed that it, that this was what would fit him so we sent him back they modified it a little bit but you can't be wearing tight shoes Tight shoes are a real problem. Uh, as we get older, when we're toddlers, when we're little, a stiff-soled shoe is perfectly fine um, to, to, um, in the past. At least that's what everybody thought. But children have 
don't have the muscle power, toddlers, when they first begin walking, don't have the muscle power to bend the sole of a hard shoe. So flexible soles are what you need for little children, for little babies. When you have normal feet, they still need flexible soles. And where the flexibility needs to be is in the ball of the foot, in the front of the shoe. So if you can easily bend that shoe, and we're going to do probably a whole show on shoe fitting and what kind of shoes to get and everything else one day. But we'll bring it into this show as well, this series as well. When you, when you take the shoe, you should be easily able to flex the ball of the foot with your fingers, parents. And if it doesn't bend at all or easy, you're going to have a problem. It's going to retard your child, your child's, your, your toddler's walking. Also, parents like to hold little babies up. Uh, and support them. It's always cute. You know, now they're getting bigger and you want to see them walk and, you know, and there's the expression, you have to crawl before you walk for a reason. The reason for that is when you look at an x-ray of the feet and legs of a, a of a child, a, new, a toddler, a newborn baby, and when they're under a year or more of age, there's, it's predominantly empty. And you go, oh my God, where'd the bones go? The bones are there. The bones are there. What's happened is that it's all cartilage, and cartilage doesn't show on x-ray. And as they get older, as they get closer to that one year of birth, the bones start to form, and you start to see outlines of what the bones should look like. Well, this cartilage is very bendable, and you can easily, by standing a child up and holding them up before they have the muscle power in their legs uh, to do it on their own, you can warp the bones in their legs and feet and create problems that are going to be very difficult to fix and treat. Let's go to our first commercial break. We'll be right back and we'll continue on talking about how to prevent and how to treat foot and leg problems. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you dealing with gas, bloating, indigestion, or diarrhea? These symptoms may be a sign that your gut microbiome is out of balance. Doctors Biome is a patent-pending daily probiotic formulated to deliver beneficial bacteria where you need it most. So while other probiotics are struggling to survive, Doctors Biome is thriving and multiplying to give your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs. Dairy-free, gluten-free, in a delicious organic juice base. Try Doctors Biome today and save 20% with code HEALTHYGUT20. That's HEALTHYGUT20. Doctors Biome is a doctor-formulated probiotic shot for your gut and colon health. Our patent-pending process allows the bacteria to be alive from inception to ingestion, making them more effective than capsules that use freeze-dried probiotics. The probiotic strains are combined with an organic, non-GMO green juice. Save 20% today by using the code HAPPYGUT. Just go to doctorsbiome.com and use the code HAPPYGUT at checkout. Interested in ozone therapy, but don't know where to begin? Making ozone therapy part of your daily routine is much easier than you would guess. 
Let Promo Life help guide you and answer all your questions about getting started with ozone therapy. Promo Life supplies easy to use ozone therapy kits that allow you to accomplish your health goals. Promo Life is the only company that provides free live support, easy to follow videos, and easy to use equipment. Our ozone equipment is fully made and assembled in the United States. Find out more by visiting promolife.com forward slash voice. You are tuned in to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. If you have a question or a comment about the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ozonedoctor at yahoo.com. Now, back to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming back. We're talking about how to keep your feet and legs healthy for a lifetime. We've been discussing how um, with children, with ba- basically with newborns, and I have a newborn grandchild waiting for another one to be born pretty soon in December of this year. And um, one of the things I caution my, uh, my wife and, and, and my uh, kids about is don't hold the baby up because the extra pressure before the muscles in the legs can support the baby themselves can put strains and stresses on the cartilage that's in the foot and leg that isn't really strong, firm bones yet. And remember, there's a growth portion to these bones. Um, in every every uh, child, uh, bones don't fully. That's why we grow, and as we grow, we you know everything changes in size. Well, if you're putting pressure on these growth plates that isn't meant to be there, and if the pressure is consistent enough and long enough, you could start to close these growth plates down. Um, it has been my opinion that a lot of since the tendency is to, for children today to grow taller than their parents though if you look at the you know you know medical books on on things like that uh, you're supposed to a, a child is supposed to be in between their parents height uh, their mother and father's height uh, today that doesn't seem and for many years it hasn't seemed to be the case children tend to grow much taller than their parents uh, it's part of evolution I of I'm of the opinion that if um, that isn't happening, it's uh, where children are upset because the guys want to be taller and girls don't want to be so short. Um, it might it's something to look at that they may have been having uh, when they were children, parents holding them up when they were babies, parents holding them up because they like to see how cute they are when they're standing, so to speak putting pressure on these growth plates. So avoid that if possible, and this will at least maximize a person's ability to grow to a normal height and normally. Um, children, you know, and we'll talk about what's normal, may begin walking uh, as early as six months. Um, I actually began... <laughs> Um, uh, and, and 12 months, you know, 10 to 12 months, I believe is, um, is more the average eight to 12 months is the average. I began walking at three months, uh, which 
caused a, a change and a slight warp in my leg bones, which was very good for martial arts, but not very gr uh, great for my back in general. Because remember, your feet are the foundation of your body. And if your feet are misaligned, uh, put aside the fact that you could be born genetically inheriting from a parent or grandparent an imbalance in the structure of your feet, although I don't think you should put that too far aside, um, you can take a perfectly normal foot and warp and change it. One of the ways that's done, and that's why it's important for your children to watch, and we're going to do a whole show on shoes, is to make sure the shoes fit their feet correctly. They're supposed to be, as we used to call it, growing room, a thumbnail of length between the end of their longest toe and the end of the shoe. And with adults, we call it elongation or moving forward room. Now, if you don't have that much extra room, if your toes are up against the end of your shoes, you're going to cause changes to your normal foot and leg structure. And that's why it's important to see what your feet look like on a daily basis. Because you may have one pair of shoes or sneakers that are going to cause you problems that are felons. And you're going to start to see after wearing them for a day, you have red marks on your toes or an abrasion somewhere or an irritation somewhere. That's a sign that the shoes may not be fitting your normal feet very well. Um, I always tell people, don't listen to podiatrists. I'm a podiatrist, as you all know, podiatrist foot specialist by license. And I always tell parents um, and patients, you know, don't, don't believe everything you read on the internet. If you look on the internet and you listen to most podiatrists, foot specialists, they're going to tell you that 85% of the population has an imbalanced foot structure. That is not true. It's more like about 15% have an imbalance in their foot structure. 85% of the people can wear all the horrible shoes that the designers make uh, without having a problem as long as the shoe is not too tight or too short. And if it is, you have to watch out and see if you show, you're showing discomfort when you're walking. And if you see redness and marks appear on your feet, then your black toenails, for example, um, which means there was some bleeding under the toe, then you know that your shoes were too short and you're, you may be warping a perfectly normal foot. Another thing that's necessary to help prevent foot problems is shock absorption. Remember I started out by saying how we all walk on all these very hard surfaces all the time. And that's why feet are adapting um, uh, almost like if you think about it like snowshoes, you want to walk on, on soft snow, you wear a snowshoe, which looks like a, an upside-down tennis racket for the most part. And this allows you to disperse your weight over a larger area and not sink in. Well, feet are adapting to the hard surfaces that we have to walk on by growing wider and longer. And that helps in the shock absorption. Now, as we get older, and this is why it's good to start feeling for these things and looking for these things, we have natural fat in the ball of our feet because that's where we step off from. You know, that's the front of, near the front of the foot on the bottom. And in the heel as well because our, foot, our heel strikes the ground with every step. And it strikes the ground with up to three 
depending on the speed you're walking, two to three to four times your body weight and force. Um, that's a, and that's why when we talk about foot and leg injuries, we'll talk about that because that's so important. So if you have a normal heel strike, you don't have to worry. If your back is out of alignment, you're going to have an abnormal heel strike and an abnormal toe-off. So you need to know what normal is, because, and normal would be you walk around pretty comfortably all the time without a problem. If you start to notice something is off, you can start to look and see what might be the problem. First of all, uh, shock absorption. As we get older, the fat pad that's underneath our heel and in the ball of the foot starts to get squished. The fat pad in the heel gets squished to the sides. The fat pad in the, in the ball of the foot gets squished forward, for the most part, towards the toes. So now you're going to be walking more on and hitting the ground in your heel more on bone and skin. And you may start to develop discomfort when you strike the ground, or you may start to develop calluses under the heel. And eventually you can get heel spurs from that or or stress fractures, which can lead to these heel spurs. So the way to prevent problems there is to be more shock absorbing. Wear shoes that have more cushioning. Now, it's kind of hard when you're dressed up to wear something that's shock absorbing, like a sneaker of some kind, an athletic shoe of some kind. Yet, if you work in major cities like I do in Manhattan, I used to see models in uh, not just, you know, um, regular um, uh, attractive women, but beautiful women going to their jobs in sneakers. And then we get to the jobs, they would put on dress shoes. Um, I used to have to counsel a lot of saleswomen who would be, uh, you know, for one reason or another, uh, you know, going out on sales calls to wear sneakers, carry them in a separate bag, uh, their dress shoes in a separate bag, and then when they get outside where they're going, just to switch out very quickly. Uh, the models actually taught me that, and that's how they were able to do huge amounts of walking, going from what they call go-sees, go-seeing one potential job and another. So um, this extra shock, will, sh shock absorption will help prevent your fat pad from being displayed uh, forward and, and, and splayed out to the sides of your heel, thus preventing a lot of foot problems again. For children, it's real easy. Let your kids wear sneakers. Sneakers are great, and don't buy the cheap ones where they don't bend in the ball of the foot. A quality sneaker will bend in the ball of the foot, and that's very important. In fact, to help everybody walk, they found out uh, in fact, it was Alexander the Great that found out that by putting a heel underneath the sandals of his soldiers, they could walk longer distances with less pain and problems. And that's who invented the heel for a shoe, actually, was Alexander the Great. Well, in any case, you, the running shoe, which has sort of a wedge construction. And now many of the sneaker manufacturers in their walking shoe have created these wedge-like constructions where it's lower in the front and thickens as you get towards the heel would make a very big difference. 
In the running shoe, which in general is the ideal walking shoe, uh, they learned that to help the knee, the ankle, knee, hip, and back, so you could run faster and longer distances, jog faster and longer distances, they put a splay in that heel. In other words, if you look down, you'll see where it's not in the better sneakers, the better running shoes, it's not straight down on the sides like in a dress shoe. It splays out wider. It creates a larger surface area to disperse the heel strike, which comes in at hundreds of pounds of force per square inch each time your heel hits the ground. And um, this takes its toll. The average sedentary 60-year-old man or woman walks about three miles a day, which is roughly 3,000 steps. Um, children might walk three miles a day if they're basically sedentary going to school, um, but they're going to take more steps to make a mile because their stride length is shorter. Taller people have a longer stride length generally, shorter people um, a shorter stride length. It's just natural the way we walk. So more steps means more pressure. More pressure can cause damage. So we want to protect ourselves and shock absorb our feet and legs correctly. Another way to protect and prevent problems, and we'll get, to get into more details when we do a whole thing on sports medicine, is stretching exercises, predominantly for the rear leg muscles. For those of you that have ankle discomforts and things, when we get into that, you're going to learn about rotating the ankle to get synovial fluid flowing, um, um, bending the ball of the foot and the toes up and down gently by hand. Uh, doing all of this by hand, not by muscle power, um, can help lubricate your feet and help prevent foot and leg problems from developing in the first place. So as we get older, okay, um, we, we need even more protection. Why? We're getting bigger. We, we get, we're gaining weight. Our feet start and joints, muscle, start to stiffen up. We don't have the range of motion and flexibility that we had when we were younger. And many people don't want to accept the fact that they're aging and that their body, aging with them, whether they like it or not, requires that it be looked on and treated differently to keep things healthy and normal. So if you're in the house, if you're out doing sh cooking, shopping, cleaning, housework, yard work, for, um, um, be in an athletic shoe. An athletic shoe in general, and there are better ones and lesser ones, uh, they're designed to um, shock absorb and protect the foot more effectively. So it's very important that we do that. Very important that we do that. Then when we become seniors, practically you should be, seniors should be living in athletic shoes. Um, the feet have become much stiffer and tighter. Um, the body doesn't have the flexibility that it generally had before. Certainly you can maintain that through exercise, stretching exercises, uh, yoga. Uh, there's a number of different um, um, uh, therapies, you know, exercise therapies you can do um, that will maintain uh, your flexibility and whatnot. Uh, 
good to do all these things as we get older to maintain our ourselves so that we don't put unusual pressures down on our feet. Remember, your feet have to last you a lifetime. So if you don't start taking care of them now, you're going to have problems later on. So wearing of, and, and now as we get older, and we're going to get into skin care and everything, um, maybe even begin to start that, that section today, um, uh, you need to, your skin tends to dry out. You need to moisturize your skin. Now, if you're a diabetic and you have these problems, and we'll talk about it again, you, by taking a moisturizing cream every day from the time we're young and moisturizing your feet from your toes to your knees, feet and legs, you're going to maintain the supple, healthy nature of your skin. And it also gives you a chance to do what I call a VSE, a visual sight examination. And by visualizing, that's what it's called in medicine, particularly when you have leprosy, they call it a VSE, where you examine as you're rubbing in the, the emollient creams and oils into the skin, you're examining it for areas of redness, uh, for areas that may be uh, um, unusually sensitive or something. And then you could look towards what might you do to help. Uh, wearing of socks becomes very important for people, and we many people like to walk around barefoot these days. Uh, uh, barefoot walking um, is fine. Wearing these little rubber thongs that people like to wear, zoris, whatever they call them, are terrible. They offer little to no protection to your feet. Uh, that foam is usually very hard. It doesn't shock absorb very well. Uh, your foot can splay around inside it, and yet people wear that all the time. Let's come back to this thought uh, when we return from our last break for the hour, and thank you for uh, staying with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Interested in ozone therapy, but don't know where to begin? Making ozone therapy part of your daily routine is much easier than you would guess. Let Promolife help guide you and answer all your questions about getting started with ozone therapy. Promolife supplies easy-to-use ozone therapy kits that allow you to accomplish your health goals. Promolife is the only company that provides free live support, easy-to-follow videos, and easy-to-use equipment. Our ozone equipment is fully made and assembled in the United States. Find out more by visiting promolife.com forward slash voice. Are you dealing with gas, bloating, indigestion, or diarrhea? These symptoms may be a sign that your gut microbiome is out of balance. Doctors Biome is a patent-pending daily probiotic formulated to deliver beneficial bacteria where you need it most. So while other probiotics are struggling to survive, Doctors Biome is thriving and multiplying to give your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs. Dairy-free, gluten-free, in a delicious organic juice base. Try Doctors Biome today and save 20% with code HEALTHYGUT20. That's HEALTHYGUT20. Doctors Biome is a doctor-formulated probiotic shot for your gut and colon health. Our patent-pending process allows the bacteria to be alive from inception to ingestion, making them more effective than capsules that use freeze-dried probiotics. The probiotic strains are combined with an organic, non-GMO green juice. 
Save 20% today by using the code HAPPYGUT. Just go to doctorsbiome.com and use the code HAPPYGUT at checkout. You are tuned in to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. If you have a question or a comment about the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ozonedoctor at yahoo.com. Now, back to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming back. Uh, We've been talking about... um, uh, the first of a whole series of shows on foot and leg. Um, we are talking about uh, how to protect our feet. Remember that, um, you know, years, if you go back uh, thousands of years ago, uh, we used to swing from trees, you know. Um, uh, we didn't just use our feet um Uh, We were using our feet actually along with our hands to pick things up and to do things with. Uh, Our toenails were especially helpful for maintaining a strong grip um, and and to help pick up things. Remember, people didn't have ways to cut their toenails when they were growing, or fingernails for that matter. Um, So we've had to adapt to all these you know, various hard surfaces into a modern lifestyle. And thus, with that, our nails have to be kept clipped very carefully, not too far back, to a proper length. Uh, You're going to find that over the course of time, your um, nails will grow longer at certain times, and then other times they grow very slowly. Generally, it takes at least three or four months to have a whole new nail grow out. So, and it depends on your circulation, your age, your circulation, your nutrition, and many other things. Uh, But maintaining um, a proper nail length by cutting them carefully is important. If you're unable to bend over and you're unable to cut your nails carefully, if you have a circulation uh, uh, disorder, if if you're a diabetic, you should be going for professional nail care to a podiatrist foot specialist. Don't go into these nail salons for that, in my opinion. Yes, if you want to get your nails looking pretty, they can do a fine job. And for those of you with normal nails that don't have a medical issue at all, it's perfectly fine to try doing it yourself. Uh, Just make sure that if you do cut yourself or nick yourself, you treat yourself right away with um, organic ozonated oils that you can get from Promolife uh, to put on the cut. I would recommend the organic sunflower or the organic olive oil if you're allergic to one or the other uh, to put on a small cut uh, that you may have created while you're trying to cut your nails. And then, of course, put on a Band-Aid or something to cover it up so you don't get dirt into the wound. So that's a very simple way to treat those things if you're just trying to do routine nail care, as we call it, and uh, treat yourself safely at home. Uh, But if you have medical problems, you need to go see a podiatrist foot specialist to have them do the cutting. Uh, Unfortunately, don't try to come to me. We don't do that kind of work anymore. We do do wound care and everything we do, but we just don't do what we call routine foot care, the cutting of corns, calluses, and toenails. We do prevent them 
from getting uh, a, a problematic with foot orthopedics. Uh, we're still doing quite a bit of that, and we're going to do probably a whole show when we get into um, orthotic devices, uh, footwear, um, sports medicine, a whole host of um, uh, information and uh, on shows that'll say more specifically what part two, three, four, five, and whatever number we get to are about. Uh, we have a whole group of new guests that I'm hoping to have on the show, um, including uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, in the near future. Uh, a lot of new doctors that we're going to be having on, and dentists for that matter. Uh, so, you know, keep tuning in because you won't be sorry. I'm trying to vary the shows from week to week. Um, other than when I go away where we do encores because some of these shows are listened to again and again and again and I don't want people having to go back more than a few months uh, to find it. Uh, not everybody is computer uh, savvy. Uh, I am the opposite of a geek myself and if I'm having trouble locating uh, something, on, I can get frustrated and, and give up as do many people. So I, I, we do encores for that reason. So yes, our foot and leg has been evolving over time. Um, our bodies, just as the rest of our body, um, massage is very important in preventing foot and leg problems. Um, your baby would love having their feet massaged. Um, so don't hesitate to begin doing that and teaching your children how to gently massage the, your feet. Um, we can do a whole show just on massage easily enough. Um, but it's, it's important um, from the time uh, you're a baby until the time uh, you're older um, to be watching for any unusual patterns in walking. You know, when children begin walking, they walk with their feet toed outward. You know, the toes are pointing outward on each side. Uh, as their nervous system develops and as the bones in their legs develop, this will change. And over the course of their first 10 to 12 years of their life, there's varying changes from um, uh, bow-leggedness to knock-kneed and up and down. What you should be doing is watching for these changes. And um, you could read about what's normal for each age group. I mean, today the Internet is loaded with that stuff. So you can read what's, what's natural for each age group. And if you start to notice that something is off in the way your baby or your child has started to walk or is walking from what their normal is, that's time to get in a professional evaluation. When a baby's foot is mostly cartilage, when a, a child begins walking, if we can find imbalances in their structure that they may have been born with, we can relatively easily correct them. In essence, I can use that C word, cure their problem. Once they get older, once they start hitting just a few years of age, actually two years of age or more, a lot of the corrections on the legs can't easily be done. So if the child is towing in, they used to call it being pigeon-toed, turning the feet in each step you take. That is not normal. And that needs to be adjusted and corrected. And when they're babies, there are simple and easy ways to adjust and correct for this. Once you get older, 
It becomes harder and harder to do because, as I said, the bones are now, the cartilage is now turning into bones and growing into bones. So you have to watch the way you're walking. If you start to notice that you're walking with a, a little bit of a limp or maybe one shoulder is dropping or twisted forward, um, this is going to throw off your gait. If you're having a pain in your neck, <laughs> actually a pain even in your jaw and your tip temporomandibular joint, which is by the side, you know, near the ear on the side of your face, um, this can throw off the way you walk and lead to not just back, but knee, hip, and, and foot problems. Just as imbalances in your feet can lead to ankle, knee, hip, and back and neck problems, it works in both directions. And these things, when the upper body's involved, you need to be evaluated then uh, by a, um, a competent uh, chiropractor, or uh, if you prefer, an osteopath, Somebody who can see when you're out of alignment and then adjust you, as they call it, put you back into alignment. Then you can look into why am I going out? Maybe you need stretching exercises or maybe you need certain strengthening exercises to help keep you in proper alignment. The way you sit, the way you stand also will affect how your back goes in and out and could change things. And remember, we're dealing with a human body. A human body is integrated parts. They're not separate pieces. You don't hang your, your feet and ankles up in the closet or put them in a drawer when you go to bed each night. So imbalances that you had during the day persist. They don't just go away. So that's where you have to go and get yourself evaluated and test and make sure that if you're out of alignment, they can put you back in alignment. Once again, preventing foot and ankle problems from developing in the first place. Um, so <clears throat> to reiterate, massage is a wonderful thing, not only to massage your feet and legs yourself, but you can, of course, you can, if you can reach them, but to do it for your children and get them in the, in the, in the process of looking at their feet and legs and checking out their feet and legs on a daily basis. Um, checking your tone, the baby's toenails and the, the toddler's toenails get them, gets them in the habit of checking their toenails, learning when they're getting longer that it's necessary to, uh, to have their mommy, daddy, or whoever clip and cut them carefully. Certainly, if a child is a, is born or develops type 1 diabetes, they should be seeing a professional every month, a medical professional who cuts toenails, generally a podiatrist, foot specialist, or someone that he's trained in his, or she's trained in their office. Um, and you need to be seeing, having your child see them uh, probably on about an every four, uh, six week basis, give or take a week or so, uh, to have their nails cut professionally. Uh, their immune system is compromised. If your immune system is compromised, then it pays to have professional treatment because we have seen overnight where just a little cut from a poorly cut toenail, in a, for example, into a diabetic, uh, can lead to wounds and ulcers and worse.
So um, moisturizing the skin, cutting the toenails, wearing socks. Uh, as I said before, a lot of people like to walk barefoot, particularly in the summertime and in warm climates. Uh, shoes were not designed to absorb moisture that way for the most part. And then when you're putting your foot back into a warm, moist, dark shoe, <laughs> you can lead to fungal infections. What you need to do is wear socks, cotton socks being preferable. Of course, it can have a little elastic or whatnot up near the top to hold on to your foot better. But wearing quality socks, and when they start to wear out, please throw them away and get new ones. If they're showing wear in the heel and in the ball of the foot, it's time to get a new pair. If you've developed a hole in your sock, even a brand new one, throw it away and put on new ones. Socks are there to protect your skin, to absorb moisture, hopefully wick it away from your foot, absorb moisture, and protect your skin from abrasion. Very important. Well, we're coming up once again to the end of the show. Um, we fortunately got through part one uh, exactly to where I wanted to be. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have some new guests on in the next few weeks. So listen to the shows. The topics will be varied. We will come back to this topic um, uh, in the near future as well. Uh, we've got a lot to dis uh, discover and to talk about in the prevention and treatment of foot and leg problems. If you have a question or about the show, uh, you know, if you've heard something on the show, you have a suggestion for a show, uh, somebody you'd like to see on as a health professional, please contact me at Ozone Doctor, O-Z-O-N-E-D-O-C-T-O-R at yahoo.com. Um, you can call my office in Manhattan at 212-581-0101, 212-581-0101. Also, don't forget to call 886-742-3404. That's for Promolife at promolife.com. And remember to use the code RADIO20. That's the discount code to get 20% off your first order of Doctors Biome, available at Doctors Biome, D-O-C-T-O-R-S-B-I-O-M-E, doctorsbiome.com. Check it out. You won't be sorry. It's something everybody should be using and taking. Everybody, have a safe week. Stay healthy and stay well. And we'll be back here on uh, Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Be sure to join us again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll be glad to talk again next week. 